Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Um, we've got a, a, a packed show and plenty of uh, people joining us tonight. So uh, first of all, Fraser. Hi, Fraser. How are Hello, you? Hello. All good. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Uh, also joined by Liam. Hello. How are you, Liam? Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. And we're also uh, joined by an Arsenal fan and journalist. No, not that one. Not that Arsenal fan and journalist. Uh, it's it's Mark, who writes for 442 magazine. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hi, Simon. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we'll 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 talk Arsenal in a little in a little while, but uh, initially we'll we'll run through the the sort of Christmas games um, or the, the certainly the week before Christmas. We'll in, we'll we'll include the Sheffield Wednesday away because it was a decent performance and a draw. Uh, Ipswich on Boxing Day, which wasn't such a decent performance and wasn't a draw. Um, Charlton between Christmas and New Year, 3-1, good win. And then the defeat to Exeter in the last game we played. So uh, start at the beginning of those. Sheffield Wednesday away, 0-0. I thought we played really well. We had a penalty, which we missed. And James Henry missed an open goal from six yards out. Um, it doesn't sound been great. A win. <laughs> no, but the performance was really good. I mean, it was a, you know... They did. They were missing Barry Bannon, who I think is, you know, obviously a a, a big miss for them. Um, but what do we think of the the performance? I think we've been all, almost spoiled um, in uh, the way we've turned up into some games like that in the past. Um, well, I mean, Hillsborough last season <laughs> springs to mind, and you, it <laughs> yeah. it does mean that you go into those games thinking, "Oh, we can do this. We've do, I've seen us do this before." The same whenever we play Bolton that uh, 2016-17 season when we, we won 2-0 there, it means that each time we play them, once you're in that stadium, you go, yeah, we can do this. We, oh, we, good memories. Yeah, yeah. Al- almost guaranteed to win it. Uh, but that obviously isn't the case. And then when you play as well as we did, you sort of, I, I don't know, to come away from there disappointed with a draw is is huge, really. I, I, I did, the, I was a guest on the Sheffield Wednesday podcast leading up to that game. And... We're a bit of a bogey side for them. I hadn't realised it was like 90, I think it was 1998 or 1989 or something like that was the last time they beat us. Really? In the in the league. I suppose we, uh, we've probably we, only played them like four times since then. But <laughs> yeah, still. but even so, well, it, you know, the last couple of seasons in uh, in this division, we've, we've played them and, and done pretty well against them. So, yeah, it, it was a... Uh... Fraser, what, what uh, did you... Did you see the game or catch it on iFollow or yeah or I did I, I watched that one on iFollow um it's a shame really because it was it was a really good performance but you mentioned it earlier the, you know, the, the only thing you really remember from it is the penalty and the miss um because <laughs> it felt yeah. like you, you felt a bit aggrieved that we weren't going to come away with with maximum points and then we got one chance to do it it didn't happen and then the, the other one to do it and then it just didn't happen again um and when yeah, when that was missed, you, you just sort of thought, no, this is definitely not our our afternoon here, is it? But um, I don't know. It's 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 it was one of those where you, it it did feel like a a bad draw, didn't it? Because cause we were so close to the three points, and I mean the confidence that would have bred um, going into what's usually a. a a difficult period for I always feel like Christmas is such a I don't like that period for Oxford it's always always feels a bit difficult or like we we never quite smash it do we we always maybe win one of them and the others just seem a bit difficult I swear to god we lose every new year's day um but well that was that was the first time we've lost at home on new year's day since 2011 2012 oh, really? well there you go there you um go. <laughs> so yeah I, I I, I guess we don't play home often. <laughs> That's what it is because I'm I'm fairly used to yeah being being pretty miserable um, around that that time of year. Um, yeah, and it's it's just so annoying when you look at the amount of points that are available because there are so many games close together that to to sort of bring home four doesn't seem that great. The performance, you know, that Ipswich going on to Boxing Day. And Ipswich, I think the, the performance uh, up at Sheffield, I think, put everyone in a decent frame of mind going into that Ipswich game. That, OK, maybe we've we've come off the back of three draws that should have been wins. Um, and you go into a, a, a draw again at Wednesday, should have been a win. So it's just sort of 
getting to a point where you think, okay, let's let's turn those decent performances, let's not throw this one away. And then Ipswich, we were 2-0 down by half-time and, and it we, was possibly one of the worst performances of the, of the season. So far. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> you think we can get worse? Yeah. Oh, I, I fully think we can. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, it was a very deserved 3-0 for Ipswich, wasn't it? Sad to say, it really maybe could have been more. But um, yeah, we, we just weren't in that game at all. Um, it, it just kind of... I mean, there was the first 20 minutes we weren't bad and we got some complimentary comments off of their fans, which is unusual because um, they've really got this thing with Oxford, haven't they? That Ooh. I think they're like what we think Wickham are. Um, yeah. Like the the... And one one Pompey fan thinks we are, as well. That guy, honestly, we'll get on to him in a bit. Well, we won't. Let's not give him any airtime. But um, yeah, no, it was it, it was just one of the which never felt like we were going to get anything in that game. Um, we weren't really there, were we? And then and then suddenly um, the uh, the middle game happened. And yeah, I think when you when you have a game like the Ipswich game, sometimes you need that. Because we had that excuse of like, yeah, but we've been in every game. We've never lost by more than a goal this season. Look at even the Plymouth game and they're, you know, flying. We we probably should have should have won it, should have at least drawn it. Um, that actually being walked over, you think that might wake us up. It might be that moment in, in a game where you hit the post or the opposition hits the post and you're like, right, OK, we need to wake up now. And suddenly you're in the game from then on. So to then follow it up with the Charlton game, it looks like, ah, that was the wake-up call we needed. Mm. Yeah. No, it did, absolutely. Yeah, you thought, you know, I know that they they were similar in league position to us, weren't they? Were this one place below or one place above Charlton or something? Um, something like that. And and so it, it yeah, felt... Yeah, they were around us. Yeah, mm. yeah. It felt like a really decent win and, you know, we could we could build from there, but... We, we seem to sort of take a step forward and a step back this season, don't we? It, it seems to... There's a there's a, a a glimmer of something happening, and then it <laughs> the next game takes it away again. Which, if the pattern follows, we should beat Arsenal. So that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, that that great performance against Charlton and a three-one win was then followed up at home against Exeter. Um, really where... odd game. Really yeah. odd game. It like I think in terms of clear chances that they could should have scored, they had some like three four or five that they, you know you're like oh they're definitely going to score now they scored one of them we hit the post and then Brannigan had a shot that tested the keeper Findlay did towards the end there wasn't much venom in it so for all of our you know 65 percent possession 19 or depending on where you look 19 or 20 shots only five on target that's not good enough. It's it's just not like the the chances we created and just could not put the ball in the net. And it and sometimes it did look easier to score, but still we gave them so many chances that they should have scored from, and the one they did, I I don't know. They they didn't make it look as easy as they should have. Um, I don't know. It was a really odd game, and and for all of our dominance in the first half, to sort of. Oh, turn to the person next to me during the game and go. The first game, uh, the first goal in this game, is everything. It's you just knew it was. You knew it was destiny. As soon as you start missing those chances, you're like, "Well, we'll regret this." And then it it unplayed exactly how it looked like it it was going to. Yeah, and we've seen. I think since we last spoke, we've seen for the first time Murphy and now Wild shut. Will yeah. Yeah, it depends who's pronouncing it. Obviously, that's how pronunciation works. Um, but yeah, I think it's we'll we'll have a, a stab in the dark. But Yannick, yeah, Yannick, yeah. So we've obviously seen them for the first time since we we last spoke, and I sort of I had that thing in my mind that we'd basically win the league when they came back. Um, I was just placing everything on them, and I don't know. Murphy's kind of been. Amazing, and they're not so amazing, isn't he? He's he's mm. really been polar opposites in in certain games, which you know he's he's that he's played what three games now, so it's it's not much to go on. But um, he was he definitely made an impact when he first appeared, and you know hopefully he's going to be be something special for us. But I sort of hoped he would just uh, just suddenly be a miracle one man show, and we'd <laughs> yeah, try yeah. and go. Well, he's playing. How's he not scored four? I know it was a yeah. disgrace to be honest, but well, 
Well, I mean, Carl's built him up by saying, you know, wait until we've got a fit squad. Uh, these players, if he's fit, he's going to be the best player in the league. So he's he's certainly building him up. Uh, whether that's building him up to to then fail. Um, Simon, are you are you suggesting he, that Carl Robinson may be partial to gilding the lily somewhat? I, well, it does make me know. wonder what Marcus Brown thinks because that's exactly yeah. what he said about Brown last season. <laughs> when you be a bit like, oh, what is it? Just because I'm never fit. He's basically is that Carl Robin is that meme, isn't he? Where the boyfriend and the girlfriend are walking along, and he's holding hands with Marcus Brown, but casting an adoring eye over his shoulder at yeah, some, yeah, it's like at Josh Murphy. the left back you definitely need, and he's looking over yeah. at Hazy Winger. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he could be play if he plays as well as he did, say against Charlton for the rest of the season. You know, there's there's an argument that maybe he's going to be one of the best players in the division. But perhaps the fact that he's playing for us in the third division is is sort of tells you he's not going to play regularly as well as he can. Because if he if he did play as well as he could every single week, he'd be easily in the championship. Yeah, it, but that's, that's that's the whole thing about consistency with wingers as well. Yeah, so you can you can fill your squad as as we have done in the past, and and that's absolutely fine with solid seven out of ten good quality League One players in League One. Or you can like splatter in a few uh, championship players who are good enough on their day to easily be in the championship, but not consistent enough to stay in there. Mm-hmm. And it does mean, however, if you've got three of them playing in the same game, it's like you're playing with men down. Yeah. And the, and the other thing with that, um, that Exeter game especially, we've seen this a lot this year, we ultimately lost the game, but we absolutely dominated the stats, um, which I can never fi- I can never decide if that's a good thing or is it a bad thing because you know yeah it kind of says yeah and even when you dominate you're not winning games. I think it depends on the run. I think mm. if you have a game like that that you lose and you've just won like eight of the last ten and drawn the other two, you go okay, well let's just move on. We'll dominate in the next game as well. And we'll probably win it. But when you're not getting the results, it seems like, well, well what's going on? We, we, we're creating the chances, we're having the possession, and yet we're still not keeping any clean sheets and we can't seem to win a game. It's that cliche of the only stat that really matters is the goal scored. You know, you want to be entertained, yes. And, and, and perhaps that, you know, we move on a little bit to, to the transfer window and, and say, do we... Carl Robinson's mentioned this, you know, he, he's going to go aggressively in the transfer window, which probably means, as somebody on Twitter said today, we'll sign somebody on the 29th of January, not the 31st. Um, and But it is a centre forward that he's looking at or looking for. Um, and I think Matt Tate, we, I, I thought we we gave him, or, or sorry, the, the, the wide players put plenty of balls into the box that didn't seem to find anyone. Now, whether that's, not crossing particularly well and not finding the player or your centre forwards and your attacking midfielders who are breaking breaks in the box aren't making them in the right place. It's a it's a kind of six one half dozen the other. But I think we are missing a physical centre forward um you know to, to put some either pressure on Matt Taylor or replace him. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Taylor was sort of the golden boy for so long, wasn't he? And it's funny how quickly it I'm not saying no, mm. God, I'm not saying we want him out, but it sort of feels like he can be challenged now, whereas he you wouldn't have thought that for a long time. Um, um, but you know, it's the ever evolving process of a, of a football team, isn't it? Um, yeah. And yeah. I know they have said. I think Carl said himself, hasn't he? We're going to have to. Like, the front line is the is the priority in this mm. transfer window. Um, but yeah, I'm afraid if if someone comes in who can challenge him or better him, um, then so be it. You know, we've got a we've got a promotion to aim for. So. Um, that's where we are I think he had a slow start to last season didn't he and then we signed Sam Baldock and then he picked mm. up and so maybe having that person just just like there waiting to jump into his shoes because Gatlin's been great but you, relying on an 18 year old is not where you need to be if you want to be competing to to get promoted from a, a division mm. you, you need that look Honestly, if you if you don't start delivering the goods, and I don't think in any way he's not trying his hardest or anything like that, but I I don't know it. 
he's seemed to have played better when he's had that competition. I'm, I'm aware, Mark, we haven't spoken to you yet. Have you got any centre-forwards <laughs> we can have? <laughs> um, I mean, given that we've just lost Gabriel Jesus, yeah. um, we're kind of struggling for centre-forwards ourselves. We've, we've got one centre-forward, I think. Uh, hopefully going to bring in another another forwards this window but yeah and I was what I was going to say actually I haven't watched a lot of Oxford this season but following the results they have they have seemed to lose by one goal a number of times is that is that a big issue for you at the moment that it's always the one goal it's a positive you can look at it as a positive in that yeah. we've never un- until that Ipswich game as you say Leah, we've we've always been in games, you know, we've been one fluky goal away from either winning it or, oh, or, that or drawing, game. and it's frustrating, you know. But it, we, we're certainly nowhere near the goal scoring charts that we were last season or, or the last two or three years. So we we always seem to appear in those sort of memes that go around on Twitter, you know, highest goal scorers in the last calendar year, and it was Liverpool, Man City, and then us and Sunderland. I think we're in there occasionally, but we were we were always scoring lots and lots of goals, and then. This season, it just seems to have really dried up. I'm not sure where we are in the goal scoring chart. 29 goals this season after 24 games. You know, I think we'd have been probably well into the 40s by this time last season in, in terms of goals scored. Was it Portsmouth or Port Vale or someone that they beat? Was it 4 1? 4 0? Yeah, Port Vale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, again, I'm not used to would, checking the scores on Oxford only being like two ones, one nils, one yeah. ones. It's, yeah. yeah, like you say. But then when that has happened, because there have been, other than uh, New Year's Day, we've played Exeter twice this season and we've scored four each time. And then each time you get a result like that, same same with the Port Vale game, same with the Bolton game, same with the Charlton game, you go, brilliant, this is the, the turning point we needed. And then it's just not happened. Yeah, we haven't put a run together at all. Um, but like you say, that let's let's start. Let's talk about the Arsenal game. We we've like you say, we've kind of gone good performance at Sheffield Wednesday, poor at Ipswich, great against Charlton, poor against Exeter. The next one is the Arsenal game. Um, you kind of hope that those players that we've had, like you say, Yannick Wiltshire and, and Josh Murphy, who are just starting to get back to some level of fitness. Um, and and all the players will want to play in that game. You know, it's 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 the FA Cup third round. It's against Arsenal. It's at home. It's sold out, and it's live on the telly. You know, for for a, a player in League One, that's kind of you know, unless you get in the playoffs, then that's as big a game as you're going to play this season in terms of profile. You know, obviously league games are the bread and butter, but you kind of hope that whatever side he puts out, I think you're right, he probably will tweak it a little bit. There's a there's a real desire from the players to, to kind of have a decent performance. I mean, Mark, what obviously it's not the, the priority for Arsenal. That's that's the league and especially how well they're playing at the moment. Newcastle this week, Spurs next week, and then Man United the week after, and little old Oxford in the middle, you know, is is there a I don't think they will, but is there a risk that it'll be kind of a little bit kind of not taken for granted, but it's obviously not the priority for the season and probably not the priority for this two week period. I mean, you say that, uh, yeah, I mean, we did exactly the same thing last year that we had, I think it was Liverpool in the league cup. Um, and we were in a good run over Christmas and we got forest away in the FA cup, put out a week inside, not, not, terribly weakened um, and we lost 1-0 and it was probably the worst performance of the season um, so there is always that complacency that, that Arsenal fans worry about um, but it is a trophy that we we hold dearly given that we've had a lot of success in the FA Cup recent seasons a lot of Arsenal fans, their best memories have come in the FA Cup since you know we last won the league 19... 19 years ago this year so yeah it's one that we want to take seriously do you think that there's a there's a chance that being top of the league is makes it more likely you'll focus on the league even even though last season happened do you think that if you were second and and thinking our oh, man city will probably take it you'd take the fa cup a bit more seriously than you're likely to Oh yeah, no, I, I, 
I think we'll have one eye on the on the Premier League um, for the rest of the season. Um, I'll tell you what, put both eyes on it, and we'll just <laughs> we'll just see how the game goes. We'll say, Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just give you give you the, give you the, the win, the three 0 win. Um, yeah, no, I, I I think it's a it's, it's a it's an interesting um, kind of place to be at this point of the season, though, because. Um, I think some of our players have come back from the World Cup and they haven't they haven't played at the World Cup really. Um uh William Saliba in defence before the World Cup he was looking like one of the best young defenders in the league. Um goes to the World Cup with France, I think he got twelve minutes and he's come back a bit rusty, gave away a penalty, um was it was it him that gave away a penalty? I'm not sure actually. Uh he was at fault for a goal against Brighton. And he's looked a little bit rusty. So actually, I wonder if maybe Arteta keeps him in for this game just to keep up that kind of match fitness, the momentum. Um, so there'll be players like that who will stay in the team just to just to keep the, the fitness up, just to keep the sharpness up. But there'll be others who'll get the rest. Um, yeah, I think it won't be a fully rotated side. And what we um, what we had when we Simon mentioned earlier the League Cup games against uh, Man City, um, we lost both of them obviously. But the um, what impressed a lot of uh, fans is that Pep Guardiola took did a lot of homework on Oxford. You'd put, kind of presume that he wouldn't need to do that, and the, you have sufficient players without even needing to know anything. Is that something you you think? Because Arteta's obviously from his his school, isn't he? Is that something you you would expect he would also do? Or yeah, I think he will. I think um, he uh, uh, obviously in the documentary that sort of came out from from Amazon, um, there was a lot of um, a lot of uh, what's the word research goes into the not just the big the big teams. Um, but you know, you go to somewhere like Bodo Glimt in the Europa League, and you're playing in a on a pitch which isn't legal in the UK. It's a 4G pitch, um, so you can't play on it in the Premier League. And yet, there is that kind of the knowledge is there of what you what you're going to be playing. You know who you're going to be playing. Um, so uh, yeah, I, th- I think he'll have done his done his due diligence on Oxford. I think there's obviously there's um, you know a few players that we will know about. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's he'll take it seriously. I, I think it, it's why the likes of Pep Guardiola have been so successful that they don't take anything for granted. There's no, oh well, we'll you know we're better than them, so we'll beat them. It's right, like, let's let's you know take this seriously. Um, and obviously Arteta working on them will have will have you know experience that yeah you, you you take absolutely everything as seriously as possible do you you know res- treat it like every other game as important as every other game because like you say you, you know you've got players that you want to to get back to a little bit of form that, that have, have had that sort of yeah the the um the world cup break um so yeah i'm exp- i'm expecting you know arteta to have done exactly the same thing he's going to take this as, as seriously as 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 pep would have done um and and you know and regardless of who plays it, it it's just, obviously we're seeing that more and more in the premier league especially with the you know the number of substitutions that are allowed now that that squads are getting better you know they're they're not it's not like you just need 11 plus 4 or 5 to kind of do that rotation you've got five subs every game and and you can really use those subs and and rotate so so you've kind of got two squads effectively you know you've probably got a player or two players rather for every position and and there's a real quality in depth now in in, not that it wasn't before but you know that that premier league depth is going much much deeper in more squads now than it it perhaps did a few years ago and and you know whoever plays is going to be very very good yeah, I think as well. There's gonna, there's obviously the academies have got so much uh, deeper. They're, they're richer than they ever have been, and so there are probably, you know, three or four players per academy who who are at that sort of League One level. Um, and actually, going back to the um, the Nottingham Forest game from last season that we lost, and the documentary and everything. Um, 
that was actually one of the angriest team talks I've, I can remember from Arteta was losing that game to Forest, um, and the fact that the players didn't keep up the standards just because it was a Championship team, just because it was a cup game, Arteta hated that, and I think that going into this one. Like you say, he will not be taking it for granted. He will be taking it as, as seriously as possible. I think that's one of the things that makes me most nervous. Obviously, you go into a game like this as an Oxford fan expecting um, you're not going to get through. But if you've got a, a manager who's managed overseas or played overseas and, and never really understood the the English league season and in their first season they're here playing the FA Cup, you think, well... They're not going to realise that these upsets happen a lot in this country. Whereas Arteta, having played here, having managed for a while, assistant managed, all of that, he knows the FA Cup, he gets it, he understands it. He And, and that comes out in that team talk that you're talking about. He knew that it wasn't one to take lightly. And yet, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't play out. And he was really annoyed about it. It wasn't a learning curve for him because he already knew. We've seen an example, haven't we, of... of um complacency on the part of, of Premier League teams coming here. We had the West Ham game in the League Cup three Ooh. or four years ago where, was the guy, is it Carlos Sanchez? Who apparently was a footballer, but I'd, I've never <laughs> seen anything like it in my life. But Colombian you can tell they, guy, could just, yeah. they just turned up and absolutely expected to win um, by just going on to the grass. Um, and I think I don't know if Moyes was their manager then. I presume he was. Twenty nineteen. He was, was yeah, because that was the uh, season I think it they was did. Pellegrini they were fifth was, at yeah. the time. Was it? I think it was one of his last games. I might be wrong, ah. but um, I don't think it did. Whoever the manager was, too much credit. No, no, it certainly <laughs> didn't. But um, I mean, yeah, I think, and I guess from a from an Oxford point of view, it's just all cliches, isn't it? It's a free hit. It's. Um, a chance to you know do something um, to to play our football, show what we can do, and all that sort of thing, and and you know it, the the unbelievably small outside chance of an upset or a or a a, a replay, you know, um, would uh, would would breed a lot of confidence. I think it is a replay still, isn't it? They haven't dumped those yet. Yes, a third round. Yeah, I think beyond the third round, they, they, there aren't any. I think if I'm Right in saying that from fourth round onwards, I think um, there aren't. But but you're right. It, you know, I mean, I can't imagine the ITV are there expecting an upset. But equally, it's kind of like okay, it's it's a big club. You know, the record FA Cup winners. Are, you know, um, top of the table against the a lower league team that have had a you know a, a cup record in over the last say six or eight years that has been patchy but includes one or two quite big names you know beating the likes of Swansea who were Premier League at the time we were we were League Two then um Newcastle who were flying in the championship I think when we were League One or two I'm not sure I'm trying to remember whether we were League One at the time but you know those those upsets do happen like you say Frey there's there's much more depth in 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 English football, th- those upsets are more likely to happen than, say, a th- you know, a third-tier team in Italy or Spain beating the likes of Real Madrid. Um, that said, it's you know, it, it's still you know going to be tremendously hard to to expect to win. Uh, I guess what you don't want, and perhaps you know, the TV companies don't want it either. They don't want Arsenal getting a goal in the first ten minutes and and then really dominating, and it's kind of like people turn on. People, you know, unless you're an Arsenal fan, you want Arsenal to win. But most other clubs are going to look at that, and Swindon probably will want Arsenal to win. But the vast majority are t- tuning in, going, "I like there's an upset because we love an underdog, and that's what we are in this game." And you, I think if we if we can just hang in there, you know, certainly the first 10-15 minutes, just making minutes it are an interesting very game. Important. They, yeah, they they want to keep on talking about how exciting the FA Cup is. Yes, and and yeah. that's and if, what they and want. And if Arsenal are strolling through us and scoring at will, it's yeah, it's not uh, it's not that game then, no. is it? No, not at all. Uh, I was just going to say, I think the Newcastle game must have been when we were League One because Eastwood saved a penalty. Right, 
and we yeah against Mitrovic. It's yeah. funny how I, I obviously Mitrovic is scoring for fun, and the only time I've ever seen him was when he played for Newcastle. Oh, and he stood on the ball. Live. He stood on the ball and fell over, oh, which was, was hilarious, and then missed a penalty. And it's kind of like it was raving about him. The only time I've ever seen him live, he was rubbish. I also remember was it um, the guy at Swansea, John Joe John Shelby, Shelby. Yeah. then was yeah. at Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did he? Right. Yeah. He was dreadful yeah. that day as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's. Um, oh, and for any Arsenal fans who are going, or for anyone who watches on the telly, if I could just let you know, we know that we have three stands. Any joke <laughs> you can come up with, we have heard that. Okay. Just to, you know, and I'm sure they'll just you know just say it more, but <laughs> we know, we know. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's one of my fears that. The, the ITV commentary team don't understand the situation with the stadium, you know, um, that they'll look at it and go, well, why haven't they finished it? For one, that's usually the first question. Why why haven't you put another stand up? Um, and, and the, the you know, going around at the moment, we're, we're looking to get a new stadium and it's kind of, well, why, what's wrong with this one? And it's, it's hoping that the, 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 the guys at, I, at ITV have done a bit of research and realised we don't own the stadium. We'd love to own the stadium and do something with it, but we can't. And we want to build a new stadium that doesn't have an open end that looks out over a car park. We don't like it. It's, it's horrible. There was a moment um, on Match of the Day where one of the pundits said, I don't know how Bournemouth are uh, surviving in the, in the Premiership because their average attendance is only 10,500. And someone yeah. went, well, that's the capacity. Yeah, <laughs> and and you as it's been proved, you pretty much survive in the Premier League without fans. Yeah, because it's just huge amounts of TV money that, you know, yes, on a match day you want that extra revenue, but yeah, Bournemouth can do it on ten thousand crowds because of the of the the revenue that the Premier League allows them to spend, you know, differently to a, a team in the Championship getting twenty thousand fans. Yes. Uh, uh, so yes. are we doing predictions for that game? Because I don't want to. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we won't then because uh, yes no we'll we'll, we'll leave that because it's not a league game we'll we'll say we don't yeah. what i will say for arsenal actually um because we were talking about the the kind of players who don't um are managers who don't know what to expect from um from lower league teams and from the fa cup arteta obviously does know what to expect um However, there are players on our side like Albert Sambi Lukonga, who we all thought was going to be the next, you know, Patrick Vieira in midfield. He's not quite turned out that way, and I've got a feeling that, you know, somebody's going to rough him up a bit in midfield. Um, Mohamed El Nenny um, can dawdle on the ball a little bit and, you know, doesn't get pressed in the Premier League quite. You know, quite as ferociously as I think an elbow to the ribs might. By the way, we're sending this straight to Carl Robinson. I, th- I think it's one of those. I, I'm I'm not suggesting that we're on a par in football in terms with Arsenal, but I think we are one of those sides that tries to play a little bit. But you're absolutely right. You know, they, you've got to employ every trick that you can to to kind of get an advantage. And you're right. So you know, if Cameron Brannigan's up for it, he'll be the one that's. Yeah, putting in that the reducer, as uh, Ron Atkinson used to call it. I mean, it's going to um, be, it, it, it will be physical. It will be a lot more physical than, yeah. you know, playing against, I mean, we played um, Brighton on, um, was it Sunday, Monday? I can't even remember what day it is now. But we played Brighton the other day and they tried to play our game against us and we scored within two minutes. We were in control for about an hour and I mean you don't get that kind of physicality in the Premier League anymore now that Burnley have gone and Stoke aren't aren't there and you get it a lot more regularly in in the lower leagues um and you know I'm not I'm not saying that Oxford are going to be the kind of bruising pulis side that you know try look out to injure Arsenal but they they're more used to that football they're more used to you know they yeah. League One is more of a kind of physical league. It's a it's a league in which you you know you send your young players to toughen up, and I think mm. that mm. they're going to be prepared to. They're not they're not going to let Arsenal play through them without a fight. Basically, no. I think no, right. we we're quite good at not being one of those teams. But one thing that Robinson is good at is knowing how to play against teams that are better than us. 
So he will find a way to get some results that you think, well, how the hell did we pull that off? And yet we couldn't beat X, who were, you know, bottom of the league and haven't won in 10. But he will see a team that are much better than us. And and, and this goes back to when he was at Charlton, when he was at MK. He, he is very good at knowing how to hurt teams. Um, so even though that's not how we play, I wouldn't put it past us to have something like that about us that day it's almost like he might line up completely differently to how we're expecting him you know or how we've been doing that in the league where we tend to play a 4-3-3 you know slightly flexible but it's almost always 4-3-3 yeah he might well do something completely different play two up top for a midfield something that we're not expecting that perhaps then you know puts Arsenal a little bit oh, okay we weren't quite expecting that they need to rearrange it yeah who knows it's a... I think there's there's a big difference as well between you know like I, I think that physicality is something and intensity is something else and we're going to come up against a lot of intensity I think that's the best way to put it is that it's not going to be walking football we're not gonna we're gonna have to fight for this for this victory if we if we want to go through um I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest. It's, <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather have faced, you know, um, somebody like West Ham, who are actually, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a bit of a, a, a bit rough. of a relegation yeah, scrap yeah. unexpectedly, and they're probably going to put out their under twenty ones. So that's it, because there's no, you know, if you beat us, which you know the the odds are that you will, it's kind of like, well, you're expected to beat us, so it's yeah, there's no. There's no kind of win, is there? It's it, you know, and if 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 the worst happens, it's like like you say, it, it's it's not enjoyable. It's like us. We looked at the draw, and you kind of going, oh, I, you know, I don't want to go to Grimsby or somewhere like that because you know, if you beat them where you expected to beat them, it's horrible. All of that sort of stuff. You're right. Yeah. And as much as it, I want to see us attempt to play, if we manage to hold Arsenal off and it, we go one nil up on like 61 minutes. I want to see balls in the corner. I want to see fake injuries. I want to see time wasting. <laughs> yeah, all the tricks in the. Book. I don't care about yeah. anything that's respectable <laughs> after that. <laughs> I think the the things that that you want as a lower league fan against a Premier League team, you want two things: don't make a fool out of yourself, don't get any injuries. If those yeah. if those happen, brilliant. Mm. What what a day that's going to be. It'd be interesting. I've not seen yet who the referee is. I'm assuming it'll be a Premier League referee because it's the FA Cup weekend, so it's not like there's Premier League games going on and this is a normal cup, you know, a round two cup game. So I'm assuming there will, you know, and it's probably the only game on that night. I don't think there's any others on. Might be the odd league game here and there, but a, you know, it no did league game. So blow my you're mind. Likely to gonna get, we'll get an F, a, a Premier League referee, which I always feel is a little bit, you know. They're, they're used to what goes on in the Premier League. Like you say, you know, it's the, the quality, the speed perhaps is quicker in the Premier League, but the intensity and the physicality isn't quite there. They were also on first won't name be VAR, with those Arsenal so, players. Yeah, well, it, they, you know, it, it's 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 not, you know, the conspiracy theorist, it sounds like you're going, oh, well, they're all, all the same. <laughs> but there is that kind of, they, they're used to refereeing Premier League footballers and Premier League matches where that intensity isn't always there. And, and something that, you know, a tackle that we're talking about Brannigan and, and, a, and maybe a midfielder for Arsenal who's not really up for it. He goes in, he puts what would normally be a perfectly fine League One tackle, and it's like, no, that's a that's a free kick. And it's we'll 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 see how that goes with the referee. That's going to be an interesting similarly, kind of dynamic. Put the ball on the floor and play a free kick straight away in League One. Yeah. How often does that get called up? Oh, the mm. ball was moving. I wasn't ready. I was, you know, yeah. talking to whoever. Whereas a decent referee will keep the game going. And that's yeah, how go. we scored yeah. against Man City. And I know that Fraser got messages straight away going, the ball was moving. But that's the point, isn't it? Like the, the, That's how the game should be. Whereas you, yeah. you try and take a quick free kick in League One and, and it doesn't happen. Um, one thing that did absolutely blow my mind was the amount of people that assumed we wouldn't sell out because it's on ITV. Mm. I, who? No. Who on us? Does that make a difference to to most fans? Oh, I can just watch on ITV. Yeah, or you could go and watch Oxford against Arsenal. It's yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Up live oh, under the lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what I'm what I'm hoping personally is that um, we bring enough um, enough star quality, like for the fans, because 
I mean, we've got players who've played in a World Cup, and we've not always had that at Arsenal. We've, you know, we've got Bukayo Saka. I'd say is probably the most exciting young player in England at the moment, like English or otherwise. And is he like I really hope he, he plays. I I hope so. I mean, um, we haven't really got another right winger, um, so you know he's been playing every single game. And when Arteta was asked, "Are you going to make another signing there?" he said. Um, best players in the world should be able to play 70 games a season so I mean you'd, you'd expect him to get <laughs> yeah, to be at least yeah. on the bench um, yeah but he's not played with Kent Kieran Brown <laughs> or, see, or it might be Steve Seppel we'll have to see yeah <laughs> although I'd, like we'll come on to transfers in a minute I've got someone I would go for as a left back I'm going to say that now uh, which well, is... let's go on to that. Let's oh, okay. go now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, left back I saw earlier this season um, was Jordan Zamora, mm-hmm. who is, he plays for Bournemouth, yeah, and he played in the FA Cup against, uh wasn't FA Cup, in the Carabao Cup against Everton. And he was, he he had basically everything except his wrong foot. So he would cut inside and go to, shape up the shoot with his right foot and go back outside so what he needs is to be toughened up a bit <laughs> down in league one um and i know yeah yeah yeah. um i know that there's the kieran brown's been great there yes he has but i'm I'm sure we signed him as a center back if finley's having issues there pop brown is a left center back and uh gets a murray that's... and he's a left footed he would be a left footed left center back which is always a, a positive Brown I mean, there. if he is right-footed, he didn't know how to use his right foot. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on the day. But each time <laughs> he got the ball, he could just... It was like watching Anderson, actually. Watching Anderson against Exeter, who, you know, leave the ball there. And as soon as as soon as soon the Exeter player went for it, he took it around them. Um, and, yeah, I, he was he was exceptional that game. So if you can get him on loan... Absolutely do that. Oh, I hope there. I hope. Well, maybe not a lot of people are listening to that, Liam, but maybe just the right people. <laughs> just the right people. The thing is, do those right people include Mark Thomas, who, as head of recruitment, has been responsible or, or certainly unearthed quite a number of very, very good players for Oxford that we've signed over the last few years. Certainly, a lot of centre halves. You know, the likes of Rob Dickey, Rob Atkinson, uh, Luke McNally, just three, and then. I think he, he went back to the Appleton era as well with, with the likes of Ruth and Lundstrom and people like that. So he's apparently off to Derby as their director of football. Um, All right, can we hope... can we do this link again, though, but with George Waring, <laughs> Patrick Huben? No, we got, yeah. I, can, I can give you a load. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, that you know, there there are hits and misses with, with all transfer, you know, options. I think. You got another ex ex Arsenal player um, from the academy. We have. He went to to us via Barcelona and not via Barcelona. Marcus <laughs> McQueen. Yeah. I think. I think. I'm not going out on a limb here. He's. I think he's been our best player so far this season by a long way. Well, I was. Um, I was really disappointed when he left actually because he looks so good and so versatile and just. I think he's like been. He could I think he's been midfielder. incredibly consistent this season. That was the thing we've yeah. we've had. Um, like Kieran Brown has had really good games. Anderson has had some really good games. McGuane has been sort of steady Eddie, and and mm. basing on his career thus far, it's just hoping that he doesn't get that injury again because he's he's managed to get that consistency. And each time, this is probably the longest he's played for us. Touchwood, it's it's. Mm it's really difficult to watch someone who's clearly had that much talent, but his, his career's just been hampered that way. I think this season, at the start, he looked like... I'm gonna say, wasn't a mental block exactly. But last season, he, he you look, watched him play and you, you looked at him and thought, he doesn't want to get hurt. He's, he's aware of injuries and he looks like he's trying to avoid injury whenever he played. He was good in patches this season. It's like maybe something's happened in training he's had a massive hit from someone and he's got up and gone okay that didn't hurt i can i can get through this and it, he just looks now like whatever happens he's he's confident in in his body's you know ability to to withstand the the rigors of league one football and he yeah he, he's he's come on i think you know touch wood he's not one that goes in the in the in the january transfer window because it's 
I think he it would be a huge miss for us. He'd be one that went would go. You'd expect for a lot of money because he's he's been so good. We've not heard anything yet. I don't know, Mark, if in your you know journalist, if you're hearing rumours at all about him. No, I've not heard. No. No, um, no. One thing I was I was quite um, excited for him to uh, at Oxford is that he's actually playing the kind of football that he would have expected to have played maybe at you know a higher level but it's the style of football that he's he enjoys I think that's he's clearly enjoying football at the moment I think that's that's a, a big plus for him no definitely I think like I say it, it, I think the majority of, of Oxford fans would say he's he's been the best player we've had this season so far and his consistency like you say Liam is has been seven or eight out of ten pretty much every single game even even when we've been being you know, he always puts a shift in um, and, and has that ability to sort of break through midfields and, and, and find passes. So he's, he'll want to perhaps prove a point as well. If he plays, you know, on Monday, it, it's, you know, there's, there's always that, there's always a story there somewhere of a player let go when they were kids and come back to, to kind of, we, we've often found that, you know, players we've let go come back and, and, and it bites, it bites you on the arse, but um, we'll see whether that happens or not. Um, but yeah, he's 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 certainly one that's uh, that stood out this season. Um, we'll come back to to we'll we'll finish up again with a with we'll have a look at predictions. We'll see whether we <laughs> at the end whether um, we fancy the, that. The or other not. sort of position that uh, Robinson's looked at is striker. Are there any are there any strikers that have stood out as as players that we should look at? Because I I as as much as they're like oh well, that's who we're in for. I don't know. I, I don't know where they're looking. No, I, I, you kind of hope that the the recruitment are looking. I mean, I I mentioned on the wasn't at the game show after the the, the last game that kind of Ross Stewart who Sunderland picked up from I think it was Morton or somewhere like that one of the Scottish clubs that he you know. He wasn't necessarily going to be. It, it wasn't a big name. It was a signing they made that was kind of okay. That that might work. Let's see what he's like. Um, and and has went to Sunderland and he's 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 playing really well, scoring goals still, um, and and scored a lot in League One. And you kind of think that's perhaps where they're looking. It's not just a case of looking local to where we've been playing. You know, in terms of League One strikers. Um, Maybe it's that we've looked, you know, we've done very well with players from Ireland over the years, um, in the last couple of years. Maybe that's that's somewhere they're looking. Um, well, Danny Hilton was yeah, pa- was left field, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and when he came in, it was like, oh, okay, but who else are we going to get? Mm. And then our main striker ended up ultimately being a left winger. We brought in, but um, yeah. but Hilton was was very good when he played for us, and and signing him from Aldershot, wasn't it? It it's. It didn't mm. seem like it was going to be that signing at the time, so maybe we're we're after some something like that. Um, we'll move on to on to the uh, the women's team and the under 18s as well, who've been both really been in sort of cup action recently, um, with the women's team getting through to the fourth round of the FA Cup, but getting knocked out in the League Cup. So a three 0 win against Plymouth in the women's FA Cup means they're playing Bristol City at the end of January in the fourth round. Um, but but lost in the the League Cup um, to Portsmouth, um, and they've not had. I'm trying to remember the last time we spoke about them, but they're they're back in um, in league action uh, this weekend. They're still top, uh, five points clear, but they played a game more than Watford um, and Portsmouth and Ipswich, also on 19 points. So it, again, last season we kept. We were always talking about how well they were performing against teams with much bigger budgets, and the likes of Watford and Ipswich certainly, I know, dwarf the budget that that um, the women's team have got. Still unbeaten, ten point ten games into the season, and, and top of the table. And it's been again, we keep saying this, it's been a fantastic sort of season for them. Yeah, and the the game at the weekend is uh, is it Billericay who are seventh. Um... Um... Is it not Bridgewater? Bridgewater. Whoever they are, they're seventh. I did that much <laughs> research, they just got the name wrong. Um, they, it, it's a game that you look at, and where we are in the league, you think, well, 
let's keep that going then. You, you know, sometimes you get those sort of things where you go, ah, oh, yeah, but our next four games are against the the teams that are also going for the the top. You think, well, no, we can we can do this. Let's keep it going. So you know, well done to the team there. We and we say it time and time again. They are working on a, a shoestring budget. Is is perhaps a, a, a I, I would normally say a bit harsh, but I don't think it is. I think compared to what the other teams are are spending, it's it's incredible that they're competing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's almost like you could put this on a loop, but I think it's just a great credit to, to the players, the coaching staff, everyone involved there. That, hi, um, you know, that Yeah, hi, Kath. Hi, Tim. Um, it, it's, something else we've written down was the fans forum. And uh, the Liam Gilbert, the, the women's team manager, was there at the uh, the fans forum. Nobody asked him a question for a while. It was all mainly aimed at, uh, at Carl and, and transfers and dealings. And I... I I was tempted to say to uh, ask Liam a question and go, Liam, you know, 10 games into the season, unbeaten, top of the table. What can Carl learn from what you've done? <laughs> <laughs> but somebody, you know, somebody did ask him a similar sort of question. I, I think, you know, they're, they're just doing, you know, you take it back to Arteta and Pep Guardiola doing everything right. And I think they're just doing everything right. They're, they're, they're taking everything seriously, whatever game they're playing. I think one of the cup games was was against a, a you know a, a much lower opposition. They won thirteen nil down in Cornwall against uh, Liskard, I think. Uh, and it's just that no, we, we we're going to do this properly. We're not going to have you know we're not going to get four five nil up and then take it easy because that's not how you you learn to win. You know, and it's uh, they've um, yeah again <laughs> doing fantastic stuff. Yeah, and you you mentioned the. Uh... Um, under 18s but the entire development side there is a, a one club mentality um, which I know that everyone just looks at the the men's first team but there there is a uniformity to how things are done at each level and that's great because it means that as soon as you've got your Odonkers and your your Goodrums have to step up they're at least playing the same ball game they're, they're not disconnected and we've said yeah. it time and time again Robinson, if whether you want him there or you don't want him there, he is there at most women's matches as long as it doesn't clash with a, a first-team mm. game. He's there at most academy matches as long as it doesn't clash with a first-team game. That I think that's so important, and that's probably done him huge favours in terms of keeping him there, just how much he is so committed to the one club. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it 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 it's a it's a credit to him. Like you say, it, I think he takes a lot, gets involved with the coaching of, of most of the age groups. He'll come along, he'll do a coaching session, and and it's like you say, it it gives that pathway for for the for the youngsters to you know to get through. And we we've seen that with Tyler Goodrum and, and Gatlin O'Donka this season. They've come in, and you you know there are plenty of people who are quite would say right, we'll start Gatlin O'Donka instead of Matty Taylor. You know, I think he's he's. He's shown perhaps a little bit more. Obviously, the experience will come. Um, but yeah, they they beat Exeter three one in the in the third round. They've got uh, Cardiff City in the next round of the of the uh, FA Cup, the fourth round of the FA Cup, and that's at the Kassam on Tuesday, the day after the Arsenal game. So a couple of cup games there. If people want to get along to that, I think it's only six quid per person to get in. I think they've they've done quite a, a you know a good off on the tickets. So. Yeah, well worth a, a trip down to, to watch that as well. Um, and uh, yeah, the women's team, I think it's, uh, are they, apologies for this, yeah, Bridgewater, away at Bridgewater, um, then away at Cheltenham, then away at Billericay, um, away at Crawley. So there's, there's a lot of away games. Yeah, well, they... loads of away games. I think they're back at home. It looks like it's not going to be until March. It might be that if they can get through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Isn't it seven or eight home game, game they've? The home games they've had. Yes. The 10 they've yeah. played. Weirdly, yeah, it's been lots of home games, but it's, you know, it's got them, you know, into a decent position in the league. So, yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah, not not playing at home until till March, but uh, yeah, certainly hope that uh, that good run continues. One thing I will That's say before news. I go is yeah. um, that the guy who encouraged me to come back onto the podcast last time came and said hi to me the other day. I know his name's Graham, so hi, Graham. He... Um, <laughs> He seemed to have some trouble at the weekend. At the weekend, because he, uh, I, I don't know what was all over his seat, but he had to get a mop from the stewards and didn't sort of trust that they would clean it as, 
as uh, was that because he was so close to you that you know that wasn't a reaction to being next to you that uh, needed. I I don't think so. I think pigeons no. may have been involved. Ah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. South stand up, <laughs> you know what it's like. Oh, it's dreadful. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, um, and that's why we need a new stadium. Yeah, um, a pigeon-free one. Um, well, that kind of yeah takes us to the end. We've done the high Tim, so hi Tim. Um, I know everyone else that that, uh, that has a listen. Um, th- yeah, so let's well maybe not a score, but uh, but a result prediction, whether it's a, a win lose or a replay at the Emirates. Um, that would be nice. I've I've not been to the Emirates. I've been to Highbury, but I've, I've not been to the Emirates, so that would be one to tick off. Um, I, I'm gonna stick my neck out and say let's have a draw, and and we we go back to the Emirates and and enjoy. You know, getting beaten there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just it, so my my pluses, as I said earlier, would be don't make a fool of yourselves and and don't get any injuries. So if that happens, I'm happy. But I just I'm just gonna be that guy and say I I think that we'll be beaten. I'm sorry, I, no, that's the first time I've said this on this podcast. No, that's fine. But I, I, like I, six I, years now. I don't think you've kind of, you know, you've, you're not saying, you know, we're not going to Accrington Stanley and going, oh, we're not going to win this. You know, I think it's fair enough to, to be pessimistic when the, uh, the team at the top of the Premier League and the record FA Cup winners are coming to town. It's 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 likely to be, uh, yeah, you, you're probably going to be right. Yeah, I'm always that. I'm I'm glass half full even when I finish with beer. I'm still glass half full. So I, of course, it's I'm possible. Kinda, like Wigan beat Man City a few seasons ago, didn't they? Yeah. And you, you you look at moments like that, but I think if we were flying in the league, I would be more confident that something might happen. But I don't think we're going into the game with the confidence you need to be able to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that Wigan Man City game. Um, I've got a mate who I used to play golf with. I haven't seen him for a while, but he's a he's a Man City fan. He's a, he's been a Man City fan for like fifty odd years, so he's not a not a glory hunter by any stretch. And as the clock ticked into the ninetieth minute, and I think there was an injury or or substitutions being made, and the cameras zoomed in on sort of you could probably see about nine or ten. Man City fans in the away end looking gloomy because they're 1-0 down and they're slap bang in the middle of the screen is my mate Nigel with his arms crossed looking as glum as anything <laughs> so I think you know that's that's always that'll happen somebody you're gonna have to you know smile for the cameras but uh yeah he didn't look happy no um Mark what are your thoughts I mean you know I, I would expect you to say a win and and that's you know yeah that's I think probably the most likely result certainly the book is Looking at that, looking at that. Yeah, I think we will expect to. We we do expect to to get a result in this one, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be. I'd say two one, three one, but it's going to be a hard fought two one three one. It's not going to be a walkover. I think, and um, I would I would fully expect Oxford to have have their opportunities. and I mean we've touched on it I think complacency is going to be a big factor for Arsenal yeah. they're going to have to keep the the intensity up and they're coming up against a team who are going to offer a very different kind of um, a very different kind of test to anything they've faced this season so um, if we go by how Arsenal have played in the Europa League this season they haven't haven't set it alight um, and since Arteta won the FA Cup, he's played three, won one in extra time, and lost the other two. So it's it's gonna be. Oh, stop giving us confidence! This yeah. is this is death <laughs> that kills you. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do think we will win, but I'm not. I'm not just saying this to be the kind of oh well, you know, it's gonna be, you know. I do th- I do think it's going to be a difficult game for us in that we we don't come up against this kind of team every week it's yeah it's and I hope it's a I hope it's a good spectacle as well cause like we've been saying it's it's uh, an ITV game capacity crowds it would be nice if it was a bit of a competition and it wasn't just 4-0 at, after 10 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. bringing off the the sort of good players after 45 minutes 
that kind of that kind of game. So hopefully yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a good spectacle as much as anything else. Yeah, I think the worst thing that could happen is the the none of the first team get put out and we lose it, and it's just like <laughs> oh wow, yeah. that is the you know you might as well just be watching a a friendly. I mean, as as far as the lineup will go, um, Matt Turner in goal is um, US international, played at the World Cup, so he's he'll be he'll be in goal. He's he's a decent goalkeeper as well. Um, back four, Tommy Asu will probably play. One of Gabriel Saliba will play. Rob Holding will play, and Kieran Tierney will play. Um, midfield will be probably be Elneny, Lukonga, and Fabio Vieira. And then front three will probably be Niketia starting, one of Martinelli or Saka, maybe Marquinhos, who's a young Brazilian guy in our, in our sort of second team. Um, maybe Smith Rowe will be fit enough to play as well. So it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds like, you know, some of the big guns are out there and, and some of the players you want decent, to see. Decent team. I can yeah. just remember playing against City and, and having the moment where you go, and who is it they're bringing on? Gundogan. Brilliant. And so they're taking off one of their <laughs> top players and they're bringing on someone else. You're like, oh, no. It's it's that. I mean, that takes us back to when I was saying about um, Mitrovic and, you know, sort of fans looking at him going, well, he was rubbish against us. And there's the, the the fantastic thing with Rob um, with um, Jamie Mackey uh, at a corner. You know, Oxford got a corner. He's walking across the box, and and Jao Cancelo tries to trip him up, and Mackey puts him on his ass. It's kind of the funniest thing you've ever, you know. And, it, and you kind of you 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 you're right. Yeah, he he brings on Gundogan and he brings on Sterling, and it's like, oh dear, yeah, yeah we're yeah. up against it now. <laughs> but that's but then you want to see that. Yeah. You want to see those players. Well, we saw um, Phil Foden's you know. first goal, didn't we? Like, yes. Yeah. What What a privilege to to have that. Mm. Yeah, it was incredibly frustrating, and you think, oh, why are you celebrating get like that against little old Oxford? But you know, it's his first goal, and yeah, and that's a, a a sort of piece of history. But it wasn't like all of them were seventeen year olds playing. That was no, a strong no, no. side, and he yeah. happened to feature when they were more or less through. And and <laughs> if we can see similar against Arsenal, then. Mm. Great. Well, it, 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 that um, the left back at City at the time was Sinchenko, who's now obviously at Arsenal. Um, and I think he, 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 there was a piece of skill that it, I think it was either a, a, a ball out from the back or or a thrown from the goalkeeper. And he's playing left back, and the, he lets the ball come across him, and hits it on the volley out to the right wing. And it's like one of the most outrageous bits of skill. You kind of a left back. He's just you know he's not just brought the ball down. It's kind of I'll just let the ball come across me. And then a left-footed volley out to the right wing. And it's like, oh, OK, that's a slightly different level to we're used to, you know, in league. One, in one thing I, I do hope that Oxford fans bring is um, properly having a go at Arsenal and the fans, I mean, mm. and mm. Um, singing that we're a bus stop in Tottenham, Marcus yeah. McGuane, he left because you're shit. Yeah, I hope that if... Um, <laughs> If there's like substitution for Arsenal, Bukayo Saka, who yeah, coming yeah, on for yeah. you know? I think they will. I th- it, we, we moan about the Kassam and it, it is you know it's not great. There's the open end, there's the open corners, the the home end. You know the 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 roof of the stand is miles above the head, so it's very difficult when there's six or eight thousand in there to make much of an atmosphere. Sold out. It, you know it can it can rock, and I think you know yeah the, I. I really hope our fans are up for it. They should be, um, and that there, there will be. You know, we'll make a bit of noise. Um, yeah, whatever happens, hopefully we'll we'll get behind them, um, and it it will be that. It's yeah, it's 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 not a great place to watch football, but then it, you've just got to get behind them, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Um, but you're right. I think I, I, it will make a lot of noise, and I'm imagining. It was about 1,800 tickets you've had, and it will be the ones that go to every away game. You know, I'm assuming there's some kind of point system here. Yeah, um, yeah. For those that have got I mean, our away fans are usually pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Our away fans are usually, you know, pretty Is it a a stadium for most Arsenal fans to tick off, I should imagine? Sorry? I should imagine it's an away ground for lots of Arsenal fans to tick off. 
in terms of visiting away Doing grounds. Ninety two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's not one that I don't think any of them would have would have. No, because I can't, I can't remember us ever playing away at Oxford. The last time no, no. we last time we played uh, Oxford was Highbury when Dennis Bergkamp got the goal and. Mm. Um, was it Steve Basham who was absolutely robbed of a there was an offside that wasn't offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So that, that would have been at the Manor Ground. Would have been the 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 three games in the in the old first division back in the eighties, and there was a, a, a I did a bit of research. Yeah, a three two win in the League Cup in nineteen eighty four, which I'm trying to remember if I was at. I know I was at the three nil in League One. Um, that kept us in the division um, many many years back. Um, but that yeah that cup that sort of 1984 cup side, I think we beat Man United that season as well, possibly in either league or FA Cup. So it was a yeah you you never know you never know it's hope isn't it you, mm. it's the magic of the FA Cup. It's why we go and watch football. If if you knew what the result was going to be, you you know you wouldn't bother going. You would sit at home and watch it on the telly. Yeah. Um, but but the the chance of an upset is why ITV are probably there a little bit you know well let's go and see what might happen it's what everyone's going to hope for apart from like I say the Arsenal and Swindon fans but everyone else will be backing us and hoping we can do it. Yeah, the FA Cup was very very unpredictable last season. I'll, I'll, I'll give you give you that that I think was it not in Forest Millsborough. And somebody else all in the in the quarterfinals that they'd all knocked out the sort of yes, I think yes. It was Arsenal, yeah. Man United, Tottenham, and Man City all went mm. out mm. to. Well, it might not be Man City, but there was a lot of big teams who went out to to yeah, lower ranked teams. Ones, yeah, yeah, so I I I, I do games. expect a, a good few um, shocks in the in the competition. It's just whether or not it's in this game or not. It's, <laughs> <laughs> well. Fingers crossed it will be. Um, but uh, anyway, Liam, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Mark, thanks again for joining us. Um, Pleasure. Um, thank we you. might need to do this again if it goes to a replay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank, in fact, thanks if, very much. If for we coming. win, we want you back anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just to gloat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining Some us. my team are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Take care of each other and and yourselves, um, and and sing your hearts out on uh, on Monday night, uh, and smile for the cameras. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.